Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me guys on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. And this is the Tuesday episode of Locked On Marlins. And we are pre-game ahead of game one with these Washington Nationals. And I have one of the UK goats in town joining me for the ride, Rob Langley of Nats in the UK. Rob, how are we doing? Yes, Pete. Nice to speak to you, mate. Long time no speak. Yeah, it has been well overdue. Oh, well overdue, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's been. We have been. Yeah, it's, uh, we normally have a, a series a little bit sooner than this, don't we, in the season? So it's been a little bit longer, a long time coming round. But I'm glad it's here. Yeah, might be able to finally get some wins on the board. You never know. <laughs> Is that for you or for the Marlins? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, well, it's been an interesting. You know, a couple of first series for both clubs. Um, the Marlins actually have just snuck a series win in Atlanta, which was a nice uh, a nice surprise, actually. And the only other series we've won as well is against the Philadelphia Phillies. Every other series we've been tonked. Um, but those two division series, we've performed well. So I'm looking forward to this Nat series. Uh, for this one, Rob... Listen, we need to talk about the comings and goings, first of all. What's uh, What's been happening in Washington? What's the roster looking like this year? And then we'll kind of look ahead to uh, to the series itself, who the likely pitchers could be, etc. Um, and, of course, we'll, we'll round up with a prediction. Someone will be predicting a sweep. I'm confident of that. But what's just try and summarize for me, if you can, the off-season activity for these Nats. What what was going on? Who are the major in, incomings? Yes, Pete. Um so we had a good chat, didn't we, this time last year, I guess, um, and then probably halfway through the season. And and we were last year, obviously, we were looking at trying to finish as high up in that division as possible. That that's obviously went out the window, and we had a complete overhaul. Um, lost everybody. You look at the the team now, other than Soto, it's unrecognisable. Yeah, it's um, crazy. The the famous rotation that's been absolutely decimated. It's un- again unrecognisable. Um, and we started the season like a team that's full of newbies, r- rookies, old people that are clearly not not too old to play, play baseball because that's unfair. They can they can still play, but they're they're not going to get you wins. You know, it's been a real yeah. struggle. We, we started the season, um, we lost to the Mets. Then, funny enough, I, I think I messaged you last night when you was getting excited about the Braves. Uh, winning the Braves series, we won the series in uh, in Atlanta, um, and then we lost to the Pirates in Pittsburgh. We tied with D-backs and then got absolutely obliterated by the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'll go back to your point. It was the incomings we had. Nelson Cruz was the biggie. We needed mm-hmm. the DH. Um, he probably was one of the best DHs on the board. It was a bit of a strange move for me. Yeah, um, they're obviously looking to get something back. Um, when when they inevitably trade him in in July um, or June, whenever that is. Um, so yeah, the, he he was the main one. I'm trying to think who else they brought in. Cesar Hernandez, second base. Um, they brought in Adrianza. Is it Adrianza? The I think he used to be at the Braves. We haven't seen him though. He's, he went straight to the IL. Oh right, bought, <laughs> just um, what he needed. Yeah, exactly. We bought D Gordon. I think we picked him up late last season, just as a a position player that could play multiple positions. Again, he's on the IL. Um, who else was there? Um, oh, anything oh, on the pit? Anything? Annabelle, any pitchers? Anna, yeah, Anna, yeah, Annabelle Sanchez. There we go. <laughs> Thirty-eight years old. Oh um, boy, rolling it back. Funny enough, mate, he's on the IL. <laughs> so, Shock. Uh, yeah. Shocker. Our, our 
our rotation from going from when we used to have Scherzer, Strasbourg, Corbin, Joe Ross, and who was the fifth? It's sometimes a toss-up between Feddy and Voth, maybe, on, on the fifth. And then Zenabel Sanchez as well. Now, our starting rotation is Josiah Gray, hmm. Joanne o- Adon, who's a um, a rookie. Um, then we have Eric Feddy. Then we have a guy called... What is his name? Um uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. So th- th- that is it. Yeah, it's it is <laughs> awful. It is awful. Um the you know, lagging we had last night, um Aidon, he, he came in and you know, oh, I dread to think he, he got absolutely smashed around. You know, they, they, I, I don't know if you saw the clip, but there was a um Lucius Fox came in <laughs> to play third base last night. Yeah, Lucius Fox. They put Mikhail Franco over at first base because they were saying that our backup first base um Riley Adams, who's actually a catcher, isn't ready for first base yet. Two pitches in, Lucius Fox is on the infield and throws up all over the place. <laughs> so if there's a metaphor for the national season in a clip, that is it. You I know, thought it, the same. I thought that. I thought is, this just summarises the Nats. <laughs> it did. It did. And then, so obviously Fox had to leave the game. Hopefully he's okay. Um, Franco went over to third base and then... Riley Adams, lo and behold, the catcher that's never played first base before comes in at first base. So, yeah, what can you say? It sounds painful. It's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess. (laughs) It sounds painful, but, like, as a fan, so this is the bit now, right? You know, I've been through a rebuild with the fish, um, and for, for some, they probably still see the Marlins being in a rebuild. But nevertheless, I've been following a rebuild team pretty much since I've started following baseball. You have had the high of a World Series ring and, uh, what, three seasons back now? I think that's right. And now we're I... in the full full rebuild mode. How how does it feel as a fan to be now from the highs to the lows? Like, has it, has it knocked you in terms of your fandom at all? Like, what are you thinking now? Because it's tough watching in the UK too, so. Are you st- but are you still all in? I, I am, yeah, I am. And I started off the season quite excited because there was no expectation. This is the first time I've only followed since 2016 and we've always had a team that yeah. they might not compete, but they're always on the verge of competing and they can win any game. They, mm. The pitching was there to be able to compete with any team and win any game they play. So I went into this season very, very low expectations. And to be honest with you, I watched that Mets series and then I watched um, the Braves where we, we beat the Braves, and I was thinking this is this is quite fun. We had a, a there was a couple of young infielders coming in, throwing themselves around, um, and it was quite good fun. And then it kind of just sets in. We we didn't play well in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, the D back series was we won the we had a double header because one rained off. So we had a double header which we won both those games, and then we lost the next two. And then from there, it's kind of just. Yeah, it's it's a grind, but I don't want to get too negative because I know what we have achieved. And when we did that, I was it was a case of well, now we blow it all up. It doesn't really matter because we've got that ring. So mm. I, I get caught, I get caught in a, between a rock and a hard place now, where I'm thinking, oh, it's 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 all good because we have got that ring. But then I'm thinking, well, that's brilliant. However, we're probably going to lose the players that we that we've got at the minute that I enjoy watching if we don't succeed within the next couple of years, which looking at our roster now, that 
it's looking like a, not a good couple of years. It's looking like several years, like mm. really is. Um, <laughs> not Soto, he's, obviously, he's, there's a lot of talk around his contract. He's, there's never no way he's going to be signing a deal anytime soon. That people saying, "I'll oh, pay him, pay him, pay him." I don't think it matters. I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's going to be interested in it. Um, why would he? Why would you? Know? you? Why, why yeah, you exactly. can get the, you can get the money elsewhere? Isn't the money's the problem? It's like, do you want to commit to the Nats where you've got what a five to seven year window until you you're back being like competitive? I'm not convinced. Yeah. Like as a as an athlete, as a competitor, that that's what you want to sign up to. Just be the franchise dude of a team that's in a rebuild for the next five years. And that's a tough sell for me. Like you can get yeah. paid anyway and go to the go to any other team and they'll pay in the same amount of dough. I think that's the problem. So it is. It is, and I think it's. <laughs> He's had slumps in his career before, obviously, because he is such mm. a good player. When he's not at his peak, he does sometimes look a little bit off in, in certain stages, but it's a bit worrying this season so far. Right. right. So in his last 62 at-bats, he's only had 15 hits. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's had three home runs, three RBIs, and he's batting point two four two. That doesn't, isn't great. Doesn't sound good. I think no, one of those Robles, RBIs was like the first game. I think he hit a bomb in the first game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, first or second, yeah. Um, Robles has more RBIs than Juan Soto. Oh, my days. Victor's back. (laughs) Yes, I think, oh, Victor's back. Come on, (laughs) Leo. And I'm saying, so, okay, is he he changing up his, uh, like, the way he bats? I don't know. But then at the Giants, normally you can rely on Soto to have good at-bats. He'll yeah. have a walk. He'll get on base. His, yeah, yeah. his walk percentage is incredible. He didn't have a single walk in the Giants series. Wow. So I'm thinking, yeah. is, is something up? I'm, yeah, it's too early to say, but I hope it's not. I hope his, his head is still in. I'm sure it is. He, he seems a, a solid, solid guy. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. those stats, yeah, those stats so far, <laughs> like RBI-wise, he's getting no one on base in front of him. He's batting in the two slot. Cesar Hernandez isn't isn't doing anything. No. No, you know? this is it. This is <laughs> the, it. The bottom like, of the order is absolutely atrocious. Exactly. There's, every time it flips around to Soto in the two spot, like, no one's on base because you've just got, you know, tripe down there effectively in the seven, eight, nine holes, I guess. So yeah. it's... Oh, absolute tripe as well, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, why you... I'd, Go on, sorry. I was just going to say, you've got to be careful with these RBI numbers, particularly on these rebuild teams, because, you know, you've got to have the men on base to you know, to, to knock yes. them in. So, But it's the yes. walks. I think that's the interesting bit you've called out there, though, is, listen, Juan Soto, one thing for sure, the eye is sensational, unquestionable, mm. the best eye in the game. And if he stops taking walks, uh, maybe, you know, maybe he's trying to press the power game. I haven't seen any of his at-bats, so I don't know. But if Soto's not walking... Then for me, that's a real big, big red flag for him personally. Yeah, that's an, yeah, that, that was game. a big one. Yeah, that was a big one for me when I was looking. To yeah, that. I, I saw. I listened to a podcast earlier, and I was saying that is, oh, that is a worry. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you can't really blame him for them changing his his outlook at the at the plate. You know, because oh. he's probably getting fed up of maybe, getting maybe. the first base and then walking all the way back to the dugout <laughs> once the other two guys are out. You know? <laughs> yeah absolutely it's tough it's going to be a really interesting story like a subplot to the Nats the next couple of years because yeah there was talk about they'd offered him they put an offer out there and he's declined it and then you know so it begins it start the negotiation but yeah he doesn't have to accept anything if he wants he can just ride it out with the next what two seasons with the Nats he can make his feelings clear listen I'm this team isn't in the direction that I'm I'm liking 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to sign. And then the Nats then have a massive decision to make and they should absolutely cash in on that if, if that's the signal they get. But um, let's park that a sec. Reminder, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Rob, what I do want to ask you though, away from Soto, has there been any other bright spots for these Nats? What, who, who has had you out of your seat here in this year thus far? Um, Josh Bell. <laughs> Josh Bell is... is Bell, yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh Bell is playing well until last week there was a, an injury flare-up where he thought he'd hurt his knee, got pulled from the game. MRI came back negative, which was great. Then two days later, possible hamstring injury. Again, MRI came back okay, but mm. he didn't play the last two games. Um, so that's a bit of a worry. If we, if we lose him at first base, um, yeah, I dread to think what's going to happen. Um, it, we are so, so light. We had... Um, there was two guys on the bench yesterday, Bell and Robles, who were both injured and, and couldn't play. And right. They were both on the bench. You know, I think we've had one pinch hitter the whole season so far that's come in. You know, so yeah. Yeah, there's no depth. There is zero depth. It's the team say, oh, we've got no depth, we've got no depth. The Nats are the epitome of having no depth. There is nothing there. Oh, boy. Um, you're taking me back to 2021 Miami Marlins. That was just the main story. No depth. Um, mm. That was the problem, mate. It shows, doesn't it? Because you, you know, guys get dinged up, and the next thing is you've got really below-level major league players coming out to replace them, and it shows up quick, right? I mean, you're talking about you've got a backup catcher playing first base. He's never played first base in his life. And, you know, you're in the game of first base. It's not even like you hit there. Um, no, exactly. You know, exactly. You're, you're you're in the action. So, yeah, it's interesting. What uh, about the pitching side? What are we seeing from the the start? Is anyone standing out and delivering anything thus far? Yeah, listen, Josiah Gray, who we got in the trade for Scherzer and Turner, he's he's a fun watch, and he yeah. I think he's going to be good. Um, yeah. He got beat up by the Mets in the first series, but then mm-hmm. he's come back and he had strong starts against Atlanta and the D-backs, and he's going to be pitching first up tomorrow night, I believe. Um, right. And he's he looks fun. He's young. He's what I want to be watching, you know. And when he is on, yeah, we'll make sure that I am turning in and. I'm watching his starts. Um, he's, <laughs> however, I put that in the fact that not one of our starters has lasted more than six innings yet. They're, they're not going. They're not. They're not going six innings, which is just killing us. Yeah. You know, our bullpen. <laughs> you're asking things that have actually been fairly positive. Our bullpen's been okay. Mm. Um, there's a couple of pieces that I added. They brought back Sean Doolittle, who, who was very good until he hit the IL. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> There's a chap, Victor Arano, who looks fairly decent. Tanner Rainey still, yeah, he's okay. He looks fine. There's a couple of guys getting beat up here and there. But they, last night we used, I think it was eight relief pitchers. Oh, boy. You can't you can't succeed with, you, you're going to get bashed around, aren't you? You can't sure. live day to day going five, six, seven pitchers. Um, it, it just won't work. Um, so, yeah, so Jajaya Gray, Josh Bell, other than that. Ruiz, the the other guy that we got in the trade for Turner, uh, Turner and Scherzer, yeah, he's not hitting for power at all. But the last few days, he's he's, he's making contact. He's good behind the plate. He's got a, he's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah. Throws out runners, which is good to see. Um, and I think he's going to be fine as well. 
Um, yeah. And then the only other the only other thing is the um, the affiliates, the 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 um, AAA team, the AA team, and the single A team are all are all much better this year, which I guess is is a good thing. Um, <laughs> there we it, go. But it's coming, but it's coming to something, isn't it? When we're we're looking at that for lots of success stories, we've got the lad that we picked up in the the draft last year, Brady House, who's our number two prospect. He's 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 going to hit some home runs. I'm telling you, he looks very very good. Um, but he's only playing single A, so he's got a long way to go. Um, Cade Cavalli, who's very highly rated pitcher, he's been getting smashed around um, so far this season. But again, mm. he's, he's very highly rated. He's got some good stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him before the end of the season because we have yeah. we won't have anyone else. Exactly. Um, so there are a few little bits there that like, just keep your interest peaked, um, and that's that's what you want, isn't it? As a rebuild team, you've got to have these players coming through that you, you're excited to watch. Otherwise, there's not going to be anyone in the crowd. No. What's the what's the attendance has been like actually at, at Nats Park? Mm. Well, obviously the Marlins are on the road there uh, for this series, so we'll we'll see it firsthand. But um, yeah, has there been a significant drop off? Yes, we played the Mets. Mets are in town. They always pack it out. Um, so that wasn't going to be an issue. Then we was away in Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Um, the, I noticed the Arizona series was very, very quiet. Was it? Um, I think there was one attendance, which was the first game of a doubleheader. I think it was 9,000. Okay. Um, so people rattling around in there. Um, and then we had the Giants in town. The Giants travel fairly well as well. So I don't think we've got a real accurate reflection of what it's like the weather hasn't been great on the east coast either mm. um it's picking up now but it hasn't been it hasn't been really but then who wants to go and watch that like live you're paying your money it's not cheap when you're in there i don't blame anybody really for it's not a tough sell it? it is and this is these attendances are funny right because you you know the nats probably have a decent you know season ticket fan base really and so when they put out a number saying nine thousand, they're probably counting in the season ticket holders who may not be in the in the, the ballpark like they're just going hey we've sold them seats which they have but you know it's um you got to be careful with the numbers and you're right it's it's so tough if the product on the field is is not good and it's against the diamondbacks team let's say who aren't that good either in mm. a rainy nats park i mean you got to find something else to do right rather than go and yeah. <laughs> go and see that it's tough but you know, like you said, I think the key bit is who are the bright spots? And there's always bright spots in a rebuild because there's, you know, there's players you bring. Like you mentioned, Josiah Gray, I think, does look nice. Uh, we're going to see him against Sandy Alcantara first game up today, which will be uh, fun to see. Like you said, I like Kbert Ruiz too. I think he's a nice prospect. And then you're into, you clearly got Soto and, and Bell to, to enjoy. And Nelly Cruz, if he gets going, bit surprised he's been, you know, this lethargic perhaps this early on. But. Um, you know, we'll wait and see. You know, nothing like the Marlins pitching to bring him to life, perhaps. But yeah, it's um, it's a it's a tough sell to the fan base for sure. Listen, the the Marlins themselves, they haven't solved the problem around attendances, and I don't think they ever will. And unless they go on a full blown postseason run, till that point, I don't think they'll ever solve it. So you know, I feel your pain on that. Right, we're going to look look ahead to the series itself very shortly. Um, but before we do that, reminder, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices reliably low for every customer. 
If you're liking what you're hearing, get yourself over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right then, Rob, let's finish up here. We've got a three-game set running in, and the the Nats currently sitting at 6-12, and 12, the Marlins 7-8, and eight, so I don't know where our games have gone. It seems like the Nats are playing every day, doubleheaders and all sorts, but um, the, the pitching matchups look nice. Like I mentioned, Sandy goes today against Josiah Gray, leading things off in Game 1, then Pablo Lopez against Eric Fetty, and I remember Fetty last year against the Marlins. We just... He was lights out. He was terrible, I think, against everyone else. But against the Marlins, he just turned it on. No idea who's pitching right now on the Thursday game, which for us is UK-friendly. So a nice five five past uh, six for us on Thursday. Trevor Rogers going for the fish. TBD is going for the Nats right now. Um, Alcantara Gray. What can we... What kind of a pitcher is Gray? What's in his arsenal? Is he... Curveballs? Change-ups? Oh, who knows? Box of bag of tricks. From what I remember, I remember we did see a start against Gray last year. I think it might have been Edward Cabrera's debut for the Marlins as well. So it was like Cabrera-Gray came into, against each other. And we were like, wow, this is a premier matchup maybe for three years' time. But I feel like Gray, plenty of plenty of change-up in there for sure. Plenty of curveballs. Um, and let's see, sitting at 2-1 and one with a 3-14 ERA. So what we've seen thus far has been nice. Sandy, though, on the flip side, 1-0 and with a 1-8-6 ERA. So Sandy has been... I guess vintage Sandy. What about we then flip to Pablo Lopez? This is it. This is the fun thing for for Marlins fans. Pablo Lopez currently sitting two and zero with a point five two ERA, best in the majors for Pablito. He has been absolutely sensational, and there has been no cupcakes for these Marlins thus far. No series, no cupcake series. We've played Giants, Angels, obviously uh, the Phillies and the Bravos. Like there's. There's, there's no cupcakes in there, so Pablo Lopez sitting 2-0 with a .52 ERA, says Pablo's on fire. Eric Fetty 1-1 with a 6.75 ERA. And then Trevor Rogers, here you go, the worst of the bunch, 0-3 with a 6.94 ERA. It's not been good Big for Nick Big Trev. Big Trev. Big Nick Trev. Big, oh. Absolute girth on the neck. Um, but thus far, he had one blow up against the Phils, and the Phils really took him to town. TBD. Who... Who is most likely to fill that Thursday slot there, Rob, do you think? After Feddy? Well, it's it's Corbin's slot. Okay. Um, so. Should be Corbin. Normal, normally, it should be Corbin. However, he's got something like a 13 ERA. Um, and if they're looking to do something along the lines of maybe slot him into the bullpen, maybe give him an extra like, a miss a start to try and figure something out, that, that would be the time, I guess. Yeah. Um, if it's not him, it could potentially be Josh Rogers. Um, although he threw in the bullpen yesterday, and that could end up being his role. Um, so yeah, it is Corbin's slot. I think he, I think he would probably be in there by now if they if they knew that he was definitely going to start. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a worry. Um, and if he doesn't, if he misses that slot, then it's going to be carnage next weekend as well. This is it. Run out of pitches, early doors. I guess looking ahead for this for this series for sorry this season for you. What's what does good look like for the Nats now? What in in your opinion? Uh, beginning of the season, I said I'd, I'd bite someone's hand off with sixty five wins. Okay. 
I'd probably bite someone's hand off for 60 wins. Uh-oh. It's, yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It is not good. Um, I'll still be watching. Yeah. I'll still be looking for the, the plus points, and I'll still want to see the likes of Bell, Soto, Cruz, Josiah Gray. I'll still I'll still be there. And I'll, a majority of Nats fans will be there. My fear is that pressure will build on Davey and people will forget what he's up against. This yeah. guy has no, it's unrecognizable from what he, he picked up and yeah. delivered a world series. It's just, it's, there's nothing there now. Um, the, the rotation that he's having to work with is, is non-existent. An infield yesterday, we had Ruiz behind the plate and we had um, the catcher at first base. Then we had Cesar Hernandez. Then we had, um, Alcides Escobar and then Mikel Franco. Now, how are you supposed to win a major league game against a team that won over 100 games last year? How are you meant to win a major league game? You, you, you're not, not a magician. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter how good a coach you are, how good a dressing room guy you are, you're not going to win games. So people need to remember that when they're slagging him off. Oh, Dave, you didn't, you didn't, you pulled the picture too early, or oh, you didn't bring this guy into the bullpen. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't. It because... doesn't. No. <laughs> You know, we've seen the same with Donnie, though. You know, this is the the thing with with the Marlins where they Donnie came, they tore it down when he was there, and then they've given him the opportunity now to kind of stick through. They've extended him a couple of times while he's been there, and he's given the chance to manage a major league roster again, right? Because in those years, it wasn't a major league roster; it was you know one or two dudes that were okay, and the rest were basically you know, triple A dudes that the Marlins were trotting out there and, you know, no one bothers, no one cared. I was still watching. Thinking back, I mean, wow, JT Riddle had some big moments, no no doubt. But, you know, it's it's a tough old grind. And it's nice to see them stick with the, you know, the manager and give him the opportunity. And I guess it sounds like the same, you know, he took them to the Holy Grail. They burned it down. It's going to be a long process. I think what I'm hearing from you is it is, this is like a good few years away. Where felt like the Cubs uh, last season, they went into sell-off mode, but they seem to have kind of flipped reversed on his head real quick, the Cubs. Maybe they had a few players kind of sitting ready more so than, than maybe the Nats did, and the Nats are kind of maybe a couple of levels down where they, they've got some more some, some younger guys coming through, like you mentioned. So it's at least two, three seasons, it sounds like, for the Nats, though, to be back competitive. Yeah, at least. At least I would probably say maybe three, four seasons. Yeah. Um, it's not fun watching non-competitive baseball, but you just have to. You have to keep on going, don't you? <laughs> you got you, it. You've been there. You've been I've there, been so. there, mate. I felt it. Don't <laughs> you worry. Don't you worry. That's for sure. What? Um, just one final one before we get out of here. What uh, have you made of the NL East in general? Like it's been. You've seen a couple of the the obviously the teams, the Bravos, the Mets. I mean, you're going to see the Marlins now. Obviously, uh, the start of this week. So, what's been your early impressions of them? Um, I called the Mets to win the division. Um, before it started, I, I haven't seen anything. But they're so strong. They're mm. so so strong. Um, I thought the Braves would be better, um, but there's still a long, long way to go. I haven't seen anything in the Marlins. I haven't seen a single Marlins game other than last night. I quickly switched over when our game was dead, and I saw your bases loaded, Braves yeah. bases loaded. Bassman um, and then get out. Yeah, Bassman yeah. and. Uh, and got a double play. Um, so that was the first thing I'd seen in the Marlins. Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen much of the Phillies either. Um, although we do get, keep fairly up to date with, with Dave. Um, so we, we kind of know, but they're, they've got all the power in the world, but I think they've they probably gone a bit too power heavy and not, 
not like I was, I was watching it the other night, um, and I did. In fact, I did see it, and I saw um, Schwarber ball comes out, um, guy running home, and Schwarber picks up the ball, and I, I, I swear my daughter, thirteen years old, would have thrown the ball harder to home plate <laughs> than what Schwarber did. You know, and they're paying that guy a lot of money, and yes, he is going to get hit home runs, but you've got to be you've got to be solid defensively, otherwise it's not going to work. So I'm a bit concerned for them. Yep. They need Wheeler to start firing. They do. Um, if he doesn't, then they're, yeah, they're, they're not going to be very good whatsoever. That's so yeah, true. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for your sake that it's not going to be the same sort of season this year as what it was last year. Mm. Early indications seem you possibly a little bit better. Like, and I said, I'm only going on results. I'm not seeing any uh, actual play. Um, so, yeah, we're going to struggle this series. There's no doubt about that. I'll, I'll probably take a... a Two one out of three, um, like as in a loss, two one yep. loss, yeah, um, and not get swept. Try and get a win on the board. Where that's going to come from? Maybe Rogers. We can pile on a bit of pain for him, where he's where he's not been. He's been had a bit of bad luck so far. I can't see us getting much out of Sandy. No. Um, and if if um, Josiah doesn't go longer than five innings, then yeah, you're going to win the game. Um, yeah. And yeah. Pablo. <laughs> Is it point what what was point five point five two? Yeah, so it's stunning. How are we going to score from that? That's it. The boys hope that he has a bad day. You got to hope it's possible for sure. But you know those boys have come out strong. And uh, for me, just you'd be interested to see how Trevor goes again this series. Bounce back pretty well against the uh, against the Bravos. But you know it's uh, anything can happen any any day. Clearly, Um, but. I think the Marlins are looking to get their season rolling, I think, this series, like get above 500, and that's the key bit. Like you said, I, th- I think what you, the, the the way you described it there, like they look a little bit better. Like the roster generally hasn't been hugely upgraded because obviously they had Starling Marte last year, and he's now gone. Adam Duvall was doing his thing. They've, kind of, they've added Joey Wendell into the mix, who's been a real nice addition from the Rays, that is for sure, and Stallings behind the plate has been really good defensively. The key thing for the fish last year, everyone got hurt immediately and no depth. I was saying it was just a flashback. When you're talking about depth, we had the same problems. No depth, couldn't get any momentum going. Um, if if Sandy, Pablo and Trevor roll and the hitters stay healthy-ish. And for me, the, 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 the key storyline for the fish this year has been Jazz Chisholm. He's absolutely playing out of his mind. And, you know, that's... That's a real big plus for the fish, no doubt. And some of those vet, He's a vet guys. He's superstar, isn't he? He is a superstar. He's a superstar. He truly is. Everything is. about him is playing, a superstar. If he was playing for one of the big like, four teams, he would yeah. be on the front cover of every magazine. He would. He, he would. is a superstar. He can do it. He, he's fantastic to watch. He is. He's fantastic to watch. He really is. And it's been great to see him kind of take the next step. I, what I don't know is whether you've got any uh, lefties going because he's been, he's been sat against lefties. So... Um, you know, we'll see. Gray's obviously right-handed. Feddy is what? He's a righty too. And then TBD. What? And Corbin. Corbin's a righty as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so he's been sat against lefties and it caused a bit of a storm because he's the best hitter. And you're like, God, do you want to have to sit your best hitter? But, you know, it is what you it is. You've got to play him, haven't you? You've got to play him. You've got to play him. work it. Yeah, exactly. He's good enough to work it out against lefties. That's it, what I'm thinking. And the thing is with Jazz, it doesn't have to be a major contact doesn't have to be hitting home runs just get get the bat on the ball and, and run and sometimes that's enough to get on base for jazz and that's all you need he's on the base pass next thing is he's stealing the bag and you know create some havoc so interesting series the marlins will be coming in feeling 
like there is an opportunity to get above 500 here and kind of put the pedal down a bit, which would be interesting. Equally, we have had, I don't know how many times, but there's been at least 25 opportunities in the last season or two where we've got one game below 500 and never got back to 500. So we'll wait and see if the fish can do it in this series. Yeah, you're not going to get a better opportunity than this, Pete. I'm not going to lie. You, yeah. This is, this is uh, the opportunity. The pitching lines up for sure. And it sounds like the Nats, the interesting bit is, you know, maybe Soto is slightly off. Nelly Cruz hasn't quite got going and, and Bell's dealing with a hammy or, you know, some sort of issue. Lucius Fox is, you know, spewing up on the infield. I mean, you've got to come in and you've got to win this series. Like the, the Marlins really need to be winning this series right now if they if they they want to contend this year. So, okay, well, we are bang out of time. Rob, remind everyone where they can find you on Twitter if uh, if indeed they uh, they wish to. <laughs> it's uh, at, at nationals <laughs> underscore UK. Um, Don't forget that underscore. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on there sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're you're active on there, mate. I've seen you on there plenty. So there you go. Uh, Nationals. I meant to ask you, Pete, just quickly. How is um? How's our man over in Miami? Uh, Alex Contreras. Alex. Yes. How is Alex? He's doing well. He was on the pod uh, last week, and he was he was drinking beers, and he was exuberant. Is how I describe him. Um, yes. So I hope he's listening to this one, uh, my man. I had a, I had a missed call from him over the weekend. Uh, I assume he must have been driving to the game, um, and he just thought he'd give me a call for no reason. Uh, what which a man! Is, what a man! What a legend! Exactly. So, yeah, Alex Contreras doing well, and um, maybe when we uh, maybe when we have the next series down in Miami, we can uh, maybe we'll, we'll, um, catch a game. There you we can go. Maybe zoom zoom the game. That sounds a good idea. We could do that. That sounds like a, a, a stunning idea. Uh, UK friendly Sunday. Get the Zoom game going and the boys on the beers. Oh, baby. There we go. All right. That is us out of here. Peter Pratt, Rob Langley out of here for Locked On Marlins on Tuesday. And sit back, relax, enjoy this series. Good three gamer coming up. The Marlins looking to take this series and get above 500. In the meantime, be back tomorrow recapping this game one. Looking ahead to the next two. Speak soon. <laughs>